Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Career Take podcast series titled 50 Shades of Bank. This initiative is brought to you by the Brookfields Asia College Career Club. My name is Indu Sovamutu, and I'll be the host for today's episode. We'll be having a delightful conversation with Ms. Kamun about her career journey alongside with interesting questions that will be asked. Before we begin with the questions, I would like to make the honours by introducing Ms. Kamun Loy. She is a clinical psychologist who is trained in providing psychotherapy and psychological assessment. She holds a Master of Clinical Psychology degree and a BA in Psychology. I would like to give my appreciation on behalf of BC Career Club to thank Ms. Kamun for taking her time to join us today. Before we begin with questions, Ms. Kamun, would you like to give a very brief introduction of yourself and of course say hi to our listeners who are listening to this podcast? Hi everyone, thank you for the introduction, Hindu, uh, and thank you so much for having me, Kashika, Hindu, and also uh, Abina. Okay, so I am Kamen. Uh, I am currently practicing as a clinical psychologist. I work for private practice. Okay, so without further delay, let's dive into the questions, shall we? Mm, yep, sure. So my first question would be, in any industry, a person could be in, with no doubt, has some form of inspiration that arises, which drives the person to pursue their goals. So what inspired you to pursue a career in the industry that you are currently in? So for myself, it started off uh, very silly. So <laughs> I think when I was a teenager, I watched a lot of like TV shows and also movies, right? So I, I was inspired by pop culture. Like, oh, wow, very cool. Huh? Like people just sit down on the couch and then you listen. So I was like, oh, okay, very cool. But then I didn't give much thought into it until I finished my form six. So I think my dad was very afraid, just like any other Asian parents would, like that I wouldn't continue my degree. So he was saying that, oh, you know, my, my friend did psychology. Like you should just like do psychology, you know, so you can always go into something different. So at the time I was like, oh yeah, actually I used to like psychology. I had an interest in it. So hmm, maybe I can consider it. So I did a lot of like pros and cons and I did a lot of research. So I ended up psychology. And I think when I was in like second or third year of my degree, I had this, this class called uh, abnormal psychology where you have to study a lot of um, men different mental disorders. And I think a lot, uh, a lot of people wouldn't find it interesting at the time. But for me, I found it very interesting. So I think at that time, uh, it was what kind of ignited the spark. And I went on to like, did my clinical psychology after I completed my BA. Yeah. I see. I mean, honestly, I think that's, that's a great inspiration because you have to start somewhere, right? It's like even the slightest thing can just give you a trigger. And we are so glad that happened with you because you're here right now with us. You know, you're, you're making, you're making in, I mean, you're making a difference in someone's life every single day. So I guess that's amazing. Even as a law student, like my peers and I, we face tough obstacles like every day, like pressure, you know, sitting for exams, completing assignments, on top of that, scoring the results which you want, that is like, whoa, like, you know, like it adds up to all the mental health issues as well. So on that note, I would like to know more in depth about 
what is therapy and how does one identify if you need therapy and also what is the difference between counseling and therapy like yeah in 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 i i would like to know you know Mm-hmm. Okay, so therapy is uh, actually a f- known as like psychotherapy also or like talk therapy or even counseling. So what therapy is is to help a person, any even individuals to tackle any emotional uh, thoughts or behavior patterns or any life situations that they found troubling to them, or even like just to get to know them know, know themselves better. Yeah, so anyone can go for a talk therapy like that. So in therapy, you can. Uh, what you can expect is you can uh, share about the things that you normally wouldn't share to other people. Hmm. Now, so getting to know more about yourself as well. And you mentioned about how does one identify if they need therapy, right? And there's no general rule of thumb, but a good indication would be if um, something causes someone significant distress and also when it starts to interfere like different parts of their lives already. And so possible signs would include like when a person gets really overwhelmed by, like, by stresses in their life or when they get really tired or really stressed out easily or they get <clears throat> even more worried than usual. And so um, another possible indication is when it's more than usual. So I used to feel stressed, yes, but then nowadays it's more than usual and it starts to interfere like the quality of my life already. Hmm. And you also mentioned about, like what's the difference between counseling and therapy, right? So uh, like I said, like therapy is a form of counseling, form of talk therapy and um, uh, psychotherapy, right? So maybe looking at... Uh, therapy as like the umbrella term and so under therapy there's psychotherapy there's talk therapy and there's counseling and so it, it's kind of like the same thing but just under that term i see okay so if let's say for a law student if let's say they would like to approach which method would you um would you recommend first hmm. you mean approach therapy yeah. Yeah, for therapy, like, like, how would you approach them? Mm, as in, how do they reach out to getting mm. therapy? Mm, okay, so nowadays at this like day, days and age, we usually look for like Dr. Google, right? <laughs> okay, so we look, look for Dr. Google or Mr. Google. So generally, like, um, I recommend people to maybe go online and look for any resources. So resources, uh for like therapy where they can seek help from like either private practices, NGO, any organizations or hospital, just getting to know like what is the registration process like and what they can expect out of like going for therapy, what would be the cost that's involved, how long does it take and all that. Yeah. And I would say like look out for like legitimate therapy services. Mm, Yeah or any legitimate like mental health professionals so one way to go about it uh, you may be like going onto this website called uh, Malaysian Society of Clinical Psychology so in short we call it MSCP or like the Lembaga Counseling Malaysia LKM to just like source out for any registered or certified practitioners mm, so this way uh, it can ensure like the well the, the well-being of both sides the therapists and also the, the clients who are seeking help 
And if a person really needs like uh, urgent help, so let's say a person requires uh, help due to like intense urge of self-harming or like so any societal ideation, that person can also reach out to like befrienders, which is a suicide hotline. Thank you. Thank you for your for the insight, Ms. Cameron. So moving on to my next question. As a psychologist, what have been some of the tough obstacles which you have faced and how did you overcome them? Mm. And also as a woman in this industry, how did you handle it? Mm. So one of the tough obstacles, I would say, generally working as a psychologist, there's a sense of isolation. Mm. So it's a very isolated profession. Like you don't, we don't get like uh, normal work days, like, oh, we go to work and then we can see our colleagues. So a lot of days when I go to work, I don't even see my colleagues because everyone is in session. Mm. So I actually, I was, ha- I was having this joke with my colleague the other day, or oh, we have been working for one year together, but this is the first time we were actually at the same, at the office together on the same day. Yeah. So like, we didn't really get a lot of opportunity to connect with each other. So I won't turn around and see my colleagues there. So it's, it's quite rare. Lah. So I would say that isolation. So sometimes when I, I'm faced with some difficulties at work, uh, it's not as easy to discuss them with my colleagues as compared to if I'm at other settings. And also I would say another obstacle would be burning out. Because as being in this profession, there's a lot of like uh, really listening to uh, clients' problems intensely. So we really have to demonstrate a lot of what we call counseling skills, like active listening or re- reflecting skills. So it could lead to a lot of burnout. Mm. So uh, among my colleagues also, we do a lot of like what we call self-care. So even for myself, I also advocate a lot of self-care uh, with my clients. So generally just taking care of myself, like having that boundary between work and personal life not bringing work into personal life, doing a lot of uh, activities that are relaxing. Yeah, so that's how I handle it. And in terms of like isolation, scheduling a lot of uh, appointments, online appointments, especially with my colleagues, like to just support each other. Like, oh, like how do you handle this case? Like, how do you think we can move forward and all that? But of course, like we won't review any um, uh, identifying information of our clients. Yep. I'm sure like even you need like a moment to take a breather and just pause for a bit and just you know like okay moving on what what should I do next I totally get you yeah so thought by that um what would you advise for upcoming talented people who wish to pursue in your current occupation in this field and what are the possible obstacles that one should look out for Mm, okay, so I would say my advice would be doing a lot of research, definitely, or maybe talking to uh, any friends or family or any lecturers who are in this field, like clinical psychology field, and asking yourself, really asking yourself, tapping, it, tapping into it, like what are some of your own values and your interests? Mm. And I think that's a very difficult question to answer right like what do you want to do in life like for myself also after I did my form six that was the biggest question in life that was the hardest one to answer as well yeah so if it's really hard to answer maybe you can also ask yourself 
follow-up questions like, hmm, what interests me about clinical psychology to begin with? Is it about uh, a sense of contribution? Is it about helping people? Okay, if it is, maybe also asking yourself more questions is uh, doing clinical psychology the only way to go about this? Yeah. And also, uh, based on my experience, getting experience itself, it really helps. So after I graduated from my degree, I did a lot of like volunteering work and also uh, just engage myself in like different organizations too. Those experiences actually uh, make me feel certain okay, this is what I want to do. Yep. And also, uh, I would say if you are the kind of person who does not like a lot of reading, then it might be something that you want to consider because like being in this field, it requires a lot of continuous learning. So it doesn't just stop at master's. So even after like completing our master's, right, there's, there are a lot of like materials that we needed to read, like journal articles, uh, books and all that to ensure that we are up to date because every day like I'm sure in law so it's the same every day that something new comes up right mm, yeah there's always something to learn so I would say like look out for some of these things yeah. I think the, the biggest possible uh, obstacle here is that oh is it what I want yeah and also like maybe uh which university is the right one for me yeah and because some university they might not offer the courses that you want the subjects that you want and definitely look out for like whether the course is accredited or not mm, yeah and sometimes like I think because this field is relatively new right so there might not be a lot of universities that offer the course that you want no sometimes like, you might not want to do it in Malaysia I, I would say like researching it is definitely very important it took me a while as well I totally agree because Currently, the field is quite new and like not many people actually understand that you can branch out to so many different fields, even with, you know, having like a psychology degree and everything. And some people will be like, oh, you're not in the big tree field. What are you going to do? You know, they will start questioning you like that. Like, it's very precious. <laughs> so I totally can understand. So in relation of the moments of your career, right? Um, what are, are there are there any moments in your career uh, life that you have found like any, any life-altering patients that you have met that changed your perspective on things? Because I'm pretty sure you have counseled quite a number of patients and all. I mean, I understand there is a private and confidential matter as well, but are there anything which gave you like a change in life, a different perspective on perhaps even like a proudest moment that you had in your career? In terms of any, well, you got life alter, altering patients, I wouldn't say there are any significant ones. I would say every client that I meet, they provided me with uh, some level of insights which are useful for me. So as much as they think they are learning from me, I'm also learning from them when I'm talking to them. So sometimes uh, you think you know everything, right? But when you're talking to, to other people, they actually say something and it makes you reflect on yourself as well. So sometimes those are the things I also take away from my clients. Like, oh, okay, maybe that's uh, another way that I can handle things. And I would say proudest moments would be uh, when they have improvements, when they show improvements and they actually tell you about it. Oh, you know, the other day, I actually did the things that we talk about in session. 
and it really helped and then they do it consistently I think those would be my proudest moments give me a sense of satisfaction and also reminded me oh why I get into this field to begin with yeah that's really sweet to hear so we are actually at our last question for this okay. session actually okay. I know it passed by so quickly so yeah. lastly since we are celebrating women in our podcast if you were given one memorable and impactful message to the listeners who are tuning in today, what would your message be? Hmm. So I think most of the listeners would be students, right? <laughs> so I would say that my words of encouragement would be, uh, it's okay if there are times that you would, you feel like giving up, whether at work, you're doing a part-time job, right? And at, like, assignments you feel like things are very hard and just important to acknowledge that yes I'm not feeling okay instead of pushing it away acknowledge that yes I am not feeling okay and asking yourself like what do I need to do what would be helpful for me to just sort of get out of this feeling or to help to manage this feeling it may not be instant but acknowledging it might help as well and like as a woman, I would say, because we're talking about like the Fifty Shades of Pink, right? So as a woman, I would say like definitely, uh, again, know your worth. Like know that you deserve the respect. And that's a wrap for today's Insightful Podcast. Once again, I would like to give my biggest appreciation and thank you to Ms. Carmen for joining us today on sharing your opinions and different perspectives and we have definitely learned and gained so much and I'm very sure all our listeners have brought in one or two with them and like some of them who are struggling with any type of mental health issue I'm sure if they were to listen to this podcast it would give them a little bit of insight and maybe help them from there. And on that note, it's been a pleasure to be your host for today's episode for this podcast. And Ms. Kamun, I wish you the very best of luck in your future endeavors. And likewise, for our listeners who are listening, thank you for listening and have a good day ahead.